You're listening to the USCA official podcast, which takes you behind the scenes of eventing, covering all the big events, professional tips and tricks, interviews, special guests, and the latest USCA eventing news. Welcome to the USCA official podcast and listeners, have we got a show in store for you because this weekend uh, or a week or so ago, actually, by the time this show goes out, the US team took the silver medal in Stragom in the fourth leg of the FBI Venting Nations Cup Series. And we have not got one, not two members of the squad listeners. We've got a whole lot of them on the show to talk about the experience. I'm delighted to welcome uh, Caroline Pamuchku, Tassie Sanger, Jenny Karras, Andrew McConnell, and Leslie Law. Um, guys, it is very lovely to have you on the show. I think this is the most we've ever had on a recording. So who knows what kind of level of chaos this is going to take. Um, we're we're going to start. Um, Caroline, I'm going to start with you, first of all. Set the scene for us because you are in Germany. You are at Aachen. Where are you guys? We are actually sitting downstairs in the lobby having a cup of uh, coffee. And we're having a little bit of a team bonding slash kind of recap of the past week and making game plan for for next year or the next six months so so yeah we're all hanging out and catching up perfect well look I'm looking forward to kind of reflecting on the weekend I'm sure lots of excitement in the squad going into Arkham this week so we'll look forward to that a little bit later on but Leslie first of all just talk me through the the kind of the game plan coming into Stragon because this has very much been a strategic decision hasn't it to take some really, really exciting combinations for the future and get some great experience. Yeah, I mean, it was something that really started, I guess, in January at our training session um, where uh, I talked to the riders and we, we gave them a couple of options actually as to what we thought would perhaps be uh, the best the best European tour. So. Uh, and then having, you know, when we got the feedback from the riders, um, we sort of uh, having also looked at the calendar in in the U.S. as well. Uh, this this event, um, the time of year, and some other things seem to be, you know, seem to be the 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 one to target. Quite honestly, so uh, so yeah, it started there back in January, and then. You know, with with a number of the riders, I, you know, drew up a, a competition plan for the spring, and um, it was after Terra Nova that uh, we we selected these four riders that are here now um, from our developing and emerging programs to to represent in the European Tour, and then you know, and then it went through. A, obviously, it still had to go through a selection procedure with our selectors to nominate them as, as team members for the nation's cup so yeah it's, it was very much planned i think it produced some healthy competition back at home amongst the amongst the athletes on the two programs as well in you know in order to get selected to be able to go to this so that was that was very much the the plan going into it going on from there i think uh you know actually I, I'd never been to Streps home myself before, so um, it was it was interesting. I'd obviously watched it on live stream before. I have to say the the cross country was 
having when I walked it the first day was definitely more than I was expecting. Um, and uh, and uh, that I mean I think we got clarification from from a lot of the other European countries that they said it was much more difficult and much bigger than what it had what it had been in previous years. Um, but you know I think uh, it actually probably worked for us I think to have a good strong cross country um, you know rather than something where everybody just went clear and um, you know I think. The athletes did a great job. I think everybody did what they needed to do in the dressage and, and the cross country. You know, they they went out there and they rode really well and really strong. And, you know, and the show jumping was great. And uh, I don't think we really, we really could have asked much more. There was so much to take from the weekend. We're going to go into it in a bit more detail in a second. But first of all, Cassie, I wanted to ask you, your Nations Cup debut in Europe, you're just, am I right in thinking, 18. Talk yeah. to me about the moment that you found <laughs> out that actually you were on the squad. Um, so I had been wanting to be a part of it, and I kind of kicked my calendar um, so it would be possible to kind of be in the running to get a spot. So I was at home, and I got the email that, I was going to be headed out to Europe in June and I was super excited. I really didn't think just because I'm young and it was my first season doing advanced, I just didn't think it was really going to happen. So I was very excited when I got that email. Um, so yeah, it was really exciting. What's it like being as a team? Because actually you had a bit of a training camp before you went out. Andrew, talk us about the, the kind of the, the weeks building up to actually traveling the horses yeah so I again really didn't know what to expect with the whole team environment and atmosphere and what it would be like to travel overseas um because like in years past due to like COVID and just the years not lining up I didn't ever get to do young riders so being on a team was completely new um for me but um I had three really awesome teammates that we were texting the kind of the entire lead up and I would ask questions. I called Caroline about stuff, you know, figuring out what it was all going to be like. So, um, you know, you just have to kind of really involve yourself with the people around you and ask the questions. And I just kind of had to figure it out as I went. Um, but yeah, I had, I think I just had to surround myself with the right people in the lead up. Absolutely. Uh, and the teamwork aspect is such a fascinating part of eventing because mostly it's an individual sport until you get to sort of the Nations Cup and the, the championships. Um, and that's such a big part of what the Nations Cup series and, and this programme is about kind of building the foundations for, for the future. Andrew, um, in terms of the, the couple of weeks before heading out, how was your final preparation with Ferris Cello? Yeah, I think preparation is really important. We, uh, my spring was disrupted a little bit. I was going to go to Kentucky and um, then decided that Poland might be a better trip. Um, and so we ended up doing the um, advanced intermediate at Virginia, which was a really good outing. I love that venue. Um, but this was my first time over overseas um, to Europe and competing as well. And so it was just a great opportunity to um, learn 
everything from packing what we need and, and that preparation and the timeline to get ready for this event. And Caroline, in terms of the horse that you took, HSH Blake, who actually finished best of the US this weekend, you took individual second as well. Um, he is a horse that has traveled over to England previously, even though he's only an eight-year-old. What was the feeling going into by far his biggest test to date? Well, originally we were told, you know, Stragon was one of the easier events, to be honest. So I felt super <laughs> optimistic, you know. <laughs> so going to Leon, he did Leon. Well, I have to say last year, it really helped me out a lot. And I really believed more into the horse. You know, I've had him since a five-year-old. So when you have a horse that long, you know them inside and out. And so I also did Gatcom last year, which was a huge confidence booster for me. Um, and then he did Cornbury, Osberton, and then he finished up at Leon. And I think the cross country was about 10 minutes long. And so then I thought, okay, if he did Leon, he's got to he's got to be prepared for Nations Cup next year. And I've seen people like Ollie on the Cooley Rosalind horse follow the same sort of pipeline. And so I thought, okay, I'm not you know, being a little bit crazy and it's supposed to be easy. And then, like Leslie said, we walked across country and it was pretty much like a five-star short. So I was, not going to lie, pretty pretty nervous because um, I feel, felt like I had a, you know, I have a lot on the line and I want to do the best for my country. So it, luckily it worked out, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was hard. Jenny, in terms of the first impression of Stregom, obviously the cross country has made a big impression. Um, I, I know that Caroline Burry sent, kindly sent me some voice notes. I was doing the commentary from home and hadn't been able to walk it. And every other word was big, big, big. <laughs> um, it, it certainly made its mark. But in terms of Stregom as a venue and sort of your first trip out to Europe, what did the trip from the airport heading over to, to the venue actually look like for you and the horses? Did you get a chance to kind of have a few days break? Um, yeah, so I actually um, flew with the horses. I've flown with the horses previously when I've come over to England. So, um, and I'd say my horses would be the trickiest to manage diet-wise. So I was lucky enough to go on the plane with them. Um, and it was a really easy flight. And then, you know, we stayed for a week at Saul Hendricks in Holland um, before trucking up to um, the venue. And so um, Galison's horse transport took the horses up there and we flew as riders and then we met the horses at the venue I guess it was Monday afternoon and um, the horses traveled really well um, it was definitely a lot warmer I think than any of us expected it was quite hot and um, the Polish people were so friendly and welcoming and the main arena at Stregon was um, pretty special you know it has those trees in it and it um, definitely had a lot of atmosphere, and we we really enjoyed being there as riders and as a team. I think it's a really cool venue, in in so much as it's kind of the, I mean, it's definitely the mecca for eventing in Poland, but it's a a really instrumental venue for eventing in mainland Europe as well. And you get a lot of riders um, coming from lots of other different countries, just on the border of Germany um, and the Czech Republic. So it's quite accessible, and it certainly sees a really international field as well. Um, Caroline, first phase, dressage, HSH Blake has always had sort of bags of talent coming up the levels. But this, as we've already said, you know, only eight years of age. He then went into the arena and absolutely laid down the marker in the first phase and led after that. How pleased were you with that in performance? Because to me, it also looked like there was actually loads more still to come, which is super exciting. 
Yeah, honestly, I was I was really surprised that we scored that well. Not for the fact that, you know, I know he's a fancy horse and he's super rideable, but he is only eight, so he doesn't quite have the strength yet, um, you know, to hold kind of the outline that the judges want the whole test. Um, and then the changes still have to come. But, you know, I was, I was really surprised. I was, I was mostly excited for the fact that leading up to the show since in the middle of April, he's had a couple of weeks off after his three day, and then he was just doing trot sets and really no pressure. We did the Devon Derby. So he had, that was a good last prep, but he didn't really do much. Um, much drilling and much flat work or jumping leading up to this. So I was just really happy that what we did last winter and last year with Pippa kind of carried over to this show. Um, but at the end of the day, the horse is a good mover and he doesn't mind the, the atmosphere. You know, it's like at, at Leon, he didn't spook once and the atmosphere, he actually does a little bit better than some horses I have, you know, go in and tighten with all the atmosphere. So I was over the moon and I think there's a lot, lot more to come. And especially the rest of the season, I think he can do even a few points better if I can clean up the changes. Lots to look forward to. Um, Leslie, we've said that cross country was pretty big. What was going through your mind um, Saturday morning? Now they've all jumped it. We can, we can kind of say truthfully what was going through your mind because it was certainly a tough enough test out there. And the four-star long, which ran before, was also pretty influential. Yeah, I mean, I think it was good to, um, you know, be able to watch the four-star long. Um, and then, obviously, with the, the Nations Cup class, the individuals, all the individuals went out first. So, um, you know, we got, we got, or I got to watch those as well. And um, I think... You know, pretty much. I think we'd we'd walked the course a number of times. We'd got a very we'd got a very good plan for all the riders. Um, you know, and I think it was riding. I think it was riding pretty much as we walked. I think you know where you where the where the problems happened. You could actually, you know, you could visualize that 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 was probably what would happen at certain fences. Um, but I think the only thing that really changed was that you know, um, on the morning of the competition was when we watched how, um, you know, what was sent for for the four-star short. Um, there was, you know, quite a few runouts there early on. Um, and so, you know, being a team competition, you know, we or I made the decision to, you know, send send the athletes the, what was the long way around there um, because it was, so, it was so early on the cross country. I thought, well, if you know they they jumped that then it gave them a chance to really settle down and I really thought once they were past there they would settle down and I thought they would be you know I was pretty confident then that they would probably go very well quite honestly um so you know that was that was really the the only change I would say on Saturday morning from from the information we got watching watching the earlier division type of thing um and I think they you know I think the you know the athletes did exactly that they they really lay it down and did a great job i mean i really think though you know although it rode very well i thought the combinations through the water were, were really strong and um you know and yet i have to say it did it probably rode better than i expected um but they were you know they were proper proper combinations through there and the, you know the whole course was technical and and it you know it stayed technical all the way you know it just kept coming at you combination after combination so um again you know with 
with you know the exercise as well you know coming out here with with these guys to give them team experience and everything it's it's a always a balance of keeping riders confident making sure the horses stay confident and um you know i mean yes caroline's horse has a lot of uh, experience for its age but you know that looks a real horse for the future so it was important to make sure that horse stayed confident but at the same time you know i do i'm a big believer in that you need to learn to be competitive um so you know there was a fine balance there's always a fine balance there between being competitive and you know not overfacing your horses or your riders and um hopefully i think the result showed that we got it right i think so so we were or i was very happy with it at the end of the weekend anyway Absolutely. And and I think there's, there's lots that will go into the next sort of experience such as this, lots of, of sort of things that actually will have added to the experience levels of all of the combinations in the field. Um, and as Pathfinder going out on course, what was that moment like for you? Because it was your second Nations Cup appearance, but a new venue. Yeah, it was interesting at... Um... At Bromont, I was the second uh, rider to go out on cross country, but in that Nations Cup, there were so few nations that actually I was on course um, at the same time as our our lead, our pathfinder, who was Lillian Hurd. Um, and so in that competition, I didn't have any information about the course and, and kind of had to go out. Um, my horse has quite a big stride and watching others doesn't necessarily help me as much with him. So I felt pretty pretty confident, pretty comfortable going out early. Um, and he's a very good cross country horse, big stride. Um, but I knew that there was one or two elements that he might find just a little bit more challenging. But I did feel that we had some information to take home um, and share with the others. And they went out and did a fantastic job. And Caroline, you were one of the last to go um, as the, the anchor rider in the individual top spot going into the cross country. Um, how did you find the balance of being competitive but keeping Blake um, confident and happy as well, only a second run at the level? But in terms of the the competition, the time was really, really tough. So talk us around your round because I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't get to see much of the first half um, because it wasn't on the camera shot. I was kind of nudging nudging our producer being sort of, oh, the, the leader, Caroline Pumish, goes out, of course. <laughs> we'll come back in a moment. Um, but, through his round cross country yeah yeah you know it's 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 always hard being the last rider but I actually I really enjoy it I thrive on the pressure um I think it helps me focus a bit more um having that much again that much pressure on my shoulders um but the whole time around the cross country and leading up to it a few people reminded me the fact that he's only eight and I got to remember his future and I've got to come home clear for you know for my team so I had to minimize the risk out on cross country. So like Leslie said, when I was going to the box, pretty much, he said, I want you to do the long way at four. Um, and so in a way that actually worked out better for my horse because I could get into more of a rhythm, get him confident. But he, he definitely surprised me. Um, I was down about 10 seconds at the first minute. So then I had to open up a bit after that. But he just actually grew and grew in confidence and was actually I would say probably the most confident horse cross country I've ever ridden. Um, a couple of times 
I was a bit too fast going into combinations or off a little bit at a jump and he just kind of took over and jumped, jumped around everything. So I think next time going to um, a big competition, I don't have to think about baby him so much, so much because he doesn't actually need to be babied. I just kind of have to go more direct routes and kind of walk the direct line, um, which I'm really, really excited about, but he just kind of didn't know. Um, like I said, last season, it was great to do a whole bunch of hard intermediates, but, this season, I only did Terranova four-star short, and I have to say that was a bit below the standard. So coming to this one, it was I felt I was a little bit asking him a lot. Um, and he really he really stepped up. Like, he's never jumped a double of corners in the water or a double of hedges in the water or, you know, some of these questions he would have never seen. Um, but he just he, he did it so naturally, which I'm, I'm over, over the moon about. Yeah, he absolutely looked super. Um, show jumping day. Talk about the final phase, because actually the short format competition, a bit of a mix. Sometimes you show jump before you go cross country. Um, here you were show jumping. So you had a horse inspection on Sunday morning and then you show jumped after the cross country. So it was the final phase, more traditional three day format. Leslie, how does that impact sort of the competition as such? And what do you have to do differently in that situation? Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it does make it much more like a, like a, three long you know three long formats with the show jumping coming after the cross country i think the horses the horses jump differently um you know having run cross country the day before uh so you know and and with it this way around you you have a an official trot up as well on sunday morning so we, we had that to go through first and you know we had tim randall here who obviously is in uh, is in England, but is you know the U.S. vet on these on these trips. So Tim, I thought you know was is really good, and the horses all looked very good on Sunday morning and trotted up. We we then did actually um, do a jump school in the morning with with three of the horses, um, Caroline, Andrew, and Jenny's horse. We we did a small jump school with them in the morning, which is probably probably the biggest difference you might do that when the show jumping goes before the cross country but it it's less likely you know so i think that was the difference with planning you know what what each horse needed to go into the jumping in the afternoon to hopefully jump at its best um you know obviously i had a conversation with cassie i i didn't really think her horse needed to jump school in the morning and she very much felt the same way. So that horse just came out and did, did a light flat work. Um, but like I said, then we we did specific schools for each horse in the morning and then brought them out in the afternoon. Um, and, uh, you know, did minimal minimal jumping with them then, quite honestly, going actually going into the competition itself and to jump four horses and have three clear rounds and one with four faults, I think... Uh, was was really you know i'm over the moon about that i mean that was almost as exciting as the dress as the cross country quite honestly so that's how we went about it and I, the difference is i think the jump school in the morning you know compared to when the jumping goes before cross country probably it's interesting actually saying how pleased you were with the show jumping because the the show jumping was tough and actually um there were only i think four double clear rounds in the show jumping the time was particularly influential um jenny and cassie both jumped brilliant clear rounds just with one and two seconds time a piece and and that was you know still pretty fast there were plenty into um a good number of seconds over the time allowed 
the final team position, um, individual second for Caroline, obviously team silver for the team as well. How much pressure do you feel on that final day in terms of the leaderboard from the team perspective? Because Belgium were pretty hot on your heels. There wasn't a massive amount of buffer. In They were third on the leaderboard and actually ended up. The podium remained unchanged on the final day after Austria unfortunately dropped place, uh, a few places when one of their team riders couldn't compete. So did that play on your mind, Jenny, at all in terms of the overall team scores? Was that it? Or do you have to simply park that to one side and go in and do the job? Um, I definitely felt an added pressure um, for me it being my first Nations Cup sort of going into the competition I felt the same I wanted to do the best individual performance that I could but then sort of once we got to Chagam like it a little bit changed and I really felt like I was riding for the team and that came you know came in on on Sunday and my horse is a good show jumper he's very careful but he is liable to a rail and a combination um, he's a big guy and he has a very long stride. So big show jumping, it was stout and um, it wouldn't have been the easiest course for my horse um, as far as the combinations were a bit short and, you know, the triple was an oxer and then two verticals, which would be about the hardest setup for him. So I did feel the pressure. Um, Cassie went in right before me and we so we warmed up together and a little bit of having seen her jump a clear like she did great, and um, and then Andrew had a good clear round or, or one fault one rail down earlier that day. But watching him, actually watching him go, really helped me with my horse because his horse is long striding like mine, and so I was able to get a lot of information actually from watching Andrew go, and then you know a lot of confidence from them both, and then um, just sort of thought, okay, like I just know my horse. I've had him since he was four, and I have a plan and. I just need to do my best to go and ride my plan. Um, I ended up adding a stride and a line, which I think gave me my two seconds over. But in the end, I'm, I was really proud and happy with how my horse jumped. Absolutely. And being stood on that podium as a team, taking the team silver in a, in a big, big weekend of competition. Cassie, your debut, as we say, you know, first experience competing in Europe. Has that sort of sunk in now? Can you put it into words as to what that meant? It honestly hasn't sunk in, but like sometimes, I don't know, it, I go back and forth whether or not it feels real or not. But yeah, I was just super excited and to have it go well like that, um, I really couldn't have asked for it to be any better. Um, and yeah, I think to just finish with a top result like that is, it was just so exciting and to be surrounded by, you know, my teammates and everyone that was supporting us along the way. Um, yeah, it's just, it was a really cool experience and it made me, um, really hopeful and excited to hopefully get to do more in the future. And I imagine what you guys are watching this week in Arkan is absolutely going to drive the competitive spirits as well. Uh, Leslie, just one last word on Stragom. Uh, before we talk about Arkham briefly, um, because this has all been possible due to the Karen East Dives grant. How much of a difference do grants such as this actually make to the future of US eventing? Well, I mean, it's so important. Um, we don't have the team competitions back in the US, you know, and I think I've always felt it's it's an extremely important part of the program to get to get the younger athletes into that space and give them that experience, you know, long before they 
hopefully ride for their country at an Olympic Games or a World Championship. You know, what it means is we, we have to come to Europe to get that to get that team experience. And obviously, obviously, that's expensive. And so, you know, we couldn't we couldn't do it without the grants. They are a huge, huge cog in the wheel, quite honestly. We just couldn't do it without that. So the whole, you know, the whole grant thing is just vital to the program, basically. And, you know, um, and then on top of that, you know, everybody else who traveled with us, you know, Gemma, Max um, from USCF and and Christina Vaughan, who didn't travel this time, but um, did so, so much to, you know, get this to happen and did all or did all the the footwork back at home and the organization, quite honestly. So, you know, there's there's so many people um, that, you know, we owe this success to, apart from just being able to experience it ourselves. It's a huge team that makes this happen. It really is. Uh, the old teamwork makes the dream work is never more true than when you pull everybody together in situations such as this. Um, Arkan, this week, it is a really, really exciting week for the US team in Arkan as well. Um, the reigning Kentucky champion, top plenty that have been top 10 at, at the um, World Championships in Protoni last year, Will Coleman off the record, who are former Arkan winners are in the field as well. What is the feeling like going into to watch at Arkan this week in terms of your teammates, your compatriots, your competitors? Um, because this feels like a another really, really big week for US event in Caroline. And actually, Arkan is a pretty special venue. Yeah, I think the feeling is it's really, really special this year, you know, especially coming off with such a good leg performance last year um, and leading up to the Olympics. I think, you know, all eyes are on them. I don't can't I can't think of a time where we had a better or stronger US uh, senior team. So for us, it's great to see them go out there, perform. It'll be great to watch them and actually have the time for once to see what they do in their warm-ups and kind of study them more because I have to say, I think all of us here, including Leslie, when we're in America, we're just so busy um, competing our own horses. We don't actually have the time to watch them and see what they do. Um, so it's great to have Leslie here to watch even the show jumpers with us and we can all just actually be students of the sports and a whole bunch of different sports, which makes Auckland so, so special. It really is. It's one of those um, sort of real bucket list events for people to go and watch, but also to compete at as well. Um, Andrew, is this your first visit to Arkin? It is, yes. For anybody who hasn't been, kind of sum it up. What was your first impression of it? Give us an insight behind the scenes. So I arrived yesterday and went to the opening ceremonies, and it was incredible. The The size and scope of that ring is is massive. Um, if anyone, for those that got to watch the opening ceremonies, there's there's quite a few different things going on in each corner of the ring and from fire to mini ponies and dogs and sheep and um, carriages, it's, it's incredible. Um, so I really look forward to this week of competition um, and watching all the different, all the different disciplines. Anything that can get sheep into an opening ceremony has absolutely got to be a winner. Um, Leslie, what might we see? You know, you say you guys are, are kind of talking about the future in terms of a game plan. Um, will we likely see another Nations Cup appearance from the US team this season outside of Bromont, possibly Bukalo at the end of the season? Yes, we will be going to Bukalo. So we will be sending a team there. Um, I will actually, I will actually be going 
myself there to chefs there because um, Bobby Costello is has commitments with um, going to the Pan Ams. Um, so I guess we're quite, you know, we're quite fortunate in that way if, if you know, that we can split and divide and share type of thing. So, um, yeah, that's, that's our, um, that's our goal now, the, you know, going into the full season basically is Bukalam. Very, very exciting times ahead. And of course, the Pan American Games at the end of the year in Chile as well. I think they come up about November, so it feels quite late this year, but actually, um, all to look forward to uh, guys thank you all so much it has been a pleasure to have you all on the show i feel like we could have gone off in so many different directions with each and every one of you uh, and i'm sure we will get that opportunity in the future but thank you very much for sharing your stray gom experience and have a brilliant time in Arkin. Oh, thank, thank you thank you very much listeners i hope you've enjoyed not one but all five of the key members of the US efforts in Stragom at the weekend, backed up by an incredible team behind them as well. Uh, we will have lots more in store for you on the USDA official podcast. As this show has gone out, Arkham will have been finished. So fingers crossed there will have been another very special US performance to have enjoyed as well. And we will have another team talk show coming for you in the coming weeks too. So we'll catch up on all of the Arkan info there. But for now, that is all we've got time for. Big thank you to all of our guests, but big thank you to you guys for tuning in as well. Thanks for listening to the USCA official podcast. If you have any suggestions or feedback, then we would love to hear from you. Get in touch through any of our social media platforms at US Eventing. And don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform to make sure you don't miss an episode.